0: Welcome to Albuquerque UFO UAP Explorations. We were joined by G.I. Joe Lonesome and Daphne Pearson, who discuss the realms of consciousness and connection with non-human intelligences through the transformative CE5 meditation protocol developed by Dr. Stephen Greer.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? My name is G.I. Joe Lonesome. I'm the one of the founders of CE5 Albuquerque Group. We have been making contact for many years now, several years now since we started in 2018, whenever we came back from a Greer lecture with one of my friends named Nick, who can be here today. And we were just talking about how there was no C5 group at the time in Albuquerque that we knew about. And best way to have something manifest is for you to put in your intention and your focus and your ability to get active. And here we are years later with uh, over a thousand people in our group and continuing to just hold that space for people that is uh, so needed in today's society. And it's just really been incredible to be able to um, give that to people, but also to be of service to our civilization in this way. Very unique and very just empowering way to give back and to you know push the levels of the future that we can have as a civilization because the other way is not as bright. And I believe that we are kind of pioneering this movement of consciousness here in terms of reaching out to our interstellar brothers and sisters of the cosmos. So um, that's a big part of why I'm here today. I can go back a little bit on my personal life. I was raised here in Albuquerque, but my family is from the East Coast. I came here as baggage with my mom whenever I was two years old. It was a great time. I uh, love my mom, love your mom. But uh, as far as it goes, I grew up as a, as a skateboarder. I wanted to be a professional skateboarder for my entire life. Ran into some injury back in 2012. And I had to pivot, I had to do a life pivot. I just asked myself, man, what's fun? Screw money, screw being controlled. I had that, that punk rock styled rage against rage against the machine type of mentality going on and it was always like man what's fun to me that kind of leads into, into CE5 what's fun what's, what can we get excited about and how can we carry this in our life to be something that we that we want to do that we that we crave to go out and just be a part of and at the time it was editing actually editing editing videos and stuff like that YouTube was in its infancy at that point. It was still like dog, cat videos and (laughs) videos of people like falling off of things and stuff like this way before movies and YouTube studios and all this crazy craziness. But but yeah, I started to do that and got in from that, got into major motion pictures and got into working with Netflix. So now I work at the Netflix studios on a day to day basis, actually and all, all around with different productions and stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's always more. Right? Every, everyone's a vortex, right?
0: So I'm Daphne, and you can hear me all right? Uh-huh. I'm not from Albuquerque. I arrived here just before the, everything shut down. And luckily, I bought a house before then. And so every, all the plans I had in mind, they changed. Everything shut down. And, But I originally, not from anywhere really. So I really can't say. <laughs> I was born I'm in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> and I've moved every year of my life, practically. But the most time I spent has been in Florida. And I was there actually 20, 25 years or so. I lived on a little island and in real estate and around 2009 or so I was feeling like I wanted to do something else and I wanted to live somewhere else and I had an experience at the end of 2009. I really lived on the beach, it was nice, it was paradise and I became a resort and it became difficult to move around on the island and so I started thinking about coming out west since I was born here, and, but I really didn't know what to do. In 2009, I spent trying to figure out what I needed to do. Did I want to leave my job and drive around? That's what I ended up doing. I took about a year off, and I drove all over the country, and I ended up spending a lot of time in New Mexico, and that's what brought me here. I like the Southwest and the weather is really nice. I enjoy the blue skies and sunshine and the mountains. I ended up having an experience, I won't go into it too much because I'll put it in the saucer spin. <laughs> that was a beautiful, pardon? I
1: guess we're gonna get into that here. Now.
0: Yeah, I, I can talk about that later, but I had a big sign that told me that I should go ahead and stop my life and make a new change and so I did. That's, that was a huge, undertaking to do, to just just stop what you're doing and say, it's going to be okay. you're going to jump off the abyss, and you're going to be all right. anyway, I did spend some time in southern New Mexico. And it's beautiful down there. I did a lot of traveling. But it wasn't enough. And I decided to live in a more central located place and by an airport. And that's what brought me here. And then I found out about CE5 after watching Close Encounters of the fifth kind. And I thought, oh, my God. I would love to do that. It's everything I like. It's mountains, it's hiking, it's nature, it's stargazing. And I was able to find Joe. And he was even in the end of the movie. Close encounters, yeah, close enca- <laughs> the close encounters of the fifth kind. Yep, closing the documentary, excuse me, closing cameras of the fifth kind. Anyhow, that's how that all started. I met him and we've been doing CE5 for, oh, this is being my fourth year, into my fourth year. That's basically <laughs> it. <laughs> that's
1: been- CE5, the absolute next frontier in consciousness, in my opinion. And fun, honestly. It, it really turns your childlike naivety to an absolute 11, because going out there under the stars with like-minded people and getting together in a in a in a group meditation and really going for the unknown is really what we used to do as children, honestly. And I think that that is super needed for this movement is to break out of the construct of your mind and really get into the activity and the joy that this brings. Never really, before 2017, never really got into the subject of extraterrestrial life, of extra dimensional life or might I say, aliens. And getting to this point, it was really a download that was presented to me. And it wasn't any grandiose way. I wasn't meditating at the top of the Himalayas with the monks, and it just dawned on me after months and months of strenuous work, mental work. I was literally at home. I think I was washing dishes or something else something super mundane. And that's, and that's, that's usually whenever, whenever it comes in. Washing dishes, vacuuming a floor, doing an Uber ride, you know what I mean? So, that part of your mind is just open to, seemingly, seemingly to receive. And I literally was there at home, not really doing anything, and I had a download that extraterrestrials can be enlightened beings. Didn't really think too much of it was getting in was getting more into the law of attraction at that point and Was getting into a lot of business business and the law of attraction go together personal development content and all of this And so that kind of went hand in hand with meditation. So I was getting more into meditation So maybe I was just at that level of consciousness and receptive for this download at that point And that's exactly what it was you're never going to be ready until you are ready, as they say, the, the, when the student is ready, the sensei will appear. And so that's, that is even more so true today than any time, but what is time itself other than a, the existence of the one being that has always been here? And essentially, we're only growing in perception, we're not really growing in consciousness, actually. But we can say that because it's raising vibration and raising consciousness is really the key points to the work that we're actually doing. But we're actually just raising our perception because consciousness, how, how can how can consciousness be raised? And so that's a whole nother sidebar. So <laughs> sometimes I get into these vortexes of sidebars and definitely we can talk about those later, but I'll try to keep on with the programming. <laughs> So yeah, essentially I was writing a lot of scripts at that point. I was a scriptwriter, and I thought that extraterrestrials, being enlightened beings could be a movie at that point. I was like, I didn't really grasp on it too much to be anything personal. And so I was like, oh, it might, might be a pretty cool movie. And so how the universe pulls together puts things in front of you as you are thinking about them, as you are reminiscing about them, and as you're focusing on things, the universe will put them, will put things in front of you that you're ready for. I go to my friend's house, my friend Nick, who, had, who helped me found the CE5 Albuquerque group. And I just go to his house and he's watching this guy, Dr. Steven Greer. Who's this? Have you ever seen this guy? No. Who, who is this person? Oh, he's, he's, he's just real articulate. I just love how, how articulate that he is with, with, with everything here. He can really ex- explain things uh, very accurately. And I was like, wow, okay. So I start watching him. And I'm like, wow, this guy is literally writing the script for me <laughs> for, for, for this movie, for this download. And I start to under, understand this download a lot better as he is talking. If at first it was a movie script, and then at, and then after that I got into, wow, you know what, this is a reality. So we came back and started the, the CE5 Albuquerque. What is CE5, right? For anyone <laughs> who doesn't really know, those letters in that orientation, right? CE5, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Why is it the fifth kind? What are the other ones? Is there a sixth? Yes. Is there a six? Yes. I have came into some information that there is actually a six, and some people have tried to have demonstrated it to me as well, but keep it in. We'll keep it in this room for now. So there is a close encounter of the first kind, second kind, third kind, fourth and fifth, right? What are these classifications? So the first one is just a regular sighting, just a sighting. You're in your car, you're walking your dog, you're on the beach, right? And you look up and there is a craft. There is an orb. There is something anomalous that is defying physics. No means of propulsion is being expressed by this this object. And you are literally just observing it. But it was random. It was a random thing. But that's a closing encounter with the first kind. The second kind is going to be remnants. So any type of the best one is going to be like crop circles or different remnants that other people have found on their body as well. That which kinda bleeds of into C E four too as far as that part goes, but there have been, I think you were look, looking up, there were trees that were actually burned on the inside only that had some some you know, additional trying on, on the inside that were after a potential encounter. And so just signs.
0: So you can find a big circle in the grass, something like that, where something's landed.
1: Yes, also, yes, any alteration to where that's like notable that you're able to document, that you're able to document, is, is going to be a CE2, essentially. A CE3 is going to be whenever you actually encounter an EBE, as I said, extraterrestrial biological entity, in a physical form. And I think that it's also, it can't, it doesn't have to be always in a physical form. If you were to experience an extraterrestrial or an extra dimensional, an ED, extra dimensional, because there's also ultra terrestrials, there is um, also non terrestrials as well, which are in different categories of terrestrial. (laughs) And extra, extra dimensional is really gonna be a little bit more specific in terms of their, are they exist in extra dimensions, other dimensions that we are existing in and are extra to us. And so basically, even seeing a non-corporeal body, light body, on a CE5 or whatnot is going to be, in my opinion, an EBE as well, CE3. CE4 is an abduction. An
0: experience. An experience.
1: An experience. An experience on a craft exactly. exactly this could be this experience could be you yourself your actual body it could also be an experience of your actual consciousness being what they just I don't want to say was taken but being siphoned onto a craft or into a different place without your without your intention without your intended Practice or reach to actually be doing that like ap experience actual projection or whatnot but a lot of people have obviously reported that too and then That brings us to the fifth one ce5 and ce5 is the first one that actually puts you in the driver's seat It's the first one that actually gives you the ability to through your intuitive ability be able to enter the field of consciousness and be able to essentially vector in or induce experiences yourself. There have been others who summon extraterrestrial life or have been able to call them in a moment's notice. A lot of those people are going to be, and, then I, and I think maybe c 6 has a lot to do with things of that nature as well, but a lot of them are going to be here for that reason specifically. They're going to be manifest to be able to do that in this level of consciousness that our civilization is currently at, and to push things in certain ways. CE5 is more so a people's disclosure in terms of the regular human, (laughs) the regular person can actually engage in these protocols, these meditation protocols, and can have experiences, can induce experiences, and have contact with these civilizations, more so at will. But it's really being able to create the platform for contact to actually happen, as opposed to direct line of direct line of sight or direct calling in or inducing of an extraterrestrial because whenever we're doing our protocols, our meditation protocols, we always say seeing is a bonus or seeing seeing anything is really just extra. It's a byproduct to what we're actually doing. And what we're actually doing is influencing the global collective of our civilization to rise so that that level that that water level right everyone knows the boats and the water level level comes up the boats will come up to the actual water level as well is what we're actually doing we are raising that water level so that open contact for our civilization can be more attainable and we're trying to push to essentially push that along.
0: Daphne, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I got into it by by learning from Dr. Greer and by seeing that there was right here in Albuquerque something I could actually do at this time, mm-hmm. and that was uh, participate as a member and to help raise the collective consciousness. That means everything to me. And I really have always looked at the stars all my life, even when I was younger. And I just have been fascinated. And so I'm really happy that I can do the mountains outside, stargaze, everything at the same time. And it means, it means everything to me, honestly. It's a spiritual thing for me. And that's what's important to me. And I really am happy to be a member and happy to be able to come up. And so we usually do we start out with the tones if you want to talk about the tones and mm-hmm. tell them a little bit about the protocol of what we do
1: yeah so yeah getting into what, what the protocols are what an outing kind of looks if you came out with us what would, what would we be doing what's going on over there We've had, we're actually in our in our spot at the top of it all as i was saying horseshoe with some like houses and stuff like that so there have been people who have been like Hey, what are those people doing over there? They're <laughs> like, come on over. Yeah, come by, come through. But no, what does an outing basically look like? And essentially, this... We were talking about maybe, maybe doing a, a CE5 during the day. That's fine to do. You could do CE5s during the day. We don't have to always do them at night, but we preferably get together at night to do CE5s. Reason being is because you can see more within the sky at night and um, the self-luminous part of the craft are going to be more apparent at night. Um, A lot of the times the energy fields of these craft are going to be phasing in and out of existence because energy is light. You're going to be able to see light more so than you will be able to see a transparent object that's out there during the day. So that's why we go out there during the nighttime. But essentially, we would get together around eight or nine on usually the first Saturday or the first new moon of the month. Those are presumably some of the most auspicious days to really go out. Reason being is because Dr. Greer does his global CE5 at that point where a big email goes out and a lot of people all over the entire world, at around the same time, give or take time zones and all this is going to be out doing the same thing. So it's much more powerful. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's, it's much more powerful whenever we are coming together in a quantified type of effort, right? And the same thing with the first New Moon of the month as well. There's another group called E.T. Let's Talk with Costa McCrease. You guys ever know of Costa McCrease? He was actually in the Sirius documentary, Dr. Beer's documentary in 2012. And he has millions of people as well around the entire world on the New Moon doing a C5 then as well. So those are the two most potent nights as far as quantifiable efforts and energy go. It's it's having a light bulb. A lot of the times you're going to have maybe a 10 watt light bulb, maybe a six or seven, whenever you're doing it you're, yourself, which is great. And there's still energy there and there's still the ability to connect to the global collective and influence there. So there's they're Essentially, there's still just as much power there with within yourself to do it on any other day. So don't think that you only have to do it on those days. But there is a level of vibration that you can tap into that essentially feeds into a 600 or a 6,000 watts light bulb that is a lot more bright on those more auspicious days. First Saturday and first new moon of the month is, is whenever we're going to do them we would meet up at that point uh, we would, we'd try not to be late because it is dark as all hell and we it's funny so we meet people at aCE5 and you only seen them there you've never really seen them fully <laughs> it's super dark and you would if you saw a homie at Walmart you'd be like you would not even know who it is but you'd feel them you'd feel them right you feel that um, they probably know who you are, but, but it's, it, it is rather dark. And so getting there on time, a little bit early or whatnot, just so we can get together, is going to be key because we go out to the actual CE5 area all together. And a lot of newer people may not know exactly where we go, so that's why it's good to do that all, all together. So by the time that we're going out there and everything, we do have the, the CE5 crop tones. And a lot of this can be found on the Dr. Greer app, the actual application. A really amazing app. There's a lot of really awesome tools on the app as well. Not a plug for the app. If you wanted to just do this on your own, you can totally do these things on your own too. The app kind of acts as a support though, whenever you're getting started. So maybe you use the app just in in the beginning to get you started with the process, the protocols and things of this nature. And then after that, you can honestly make it your own. This is, there, there's no, there's no structure here that you have to exactly follow. There's been times whenever we've just gone out, we just sat down, we just started talking and just things started happening, it was, it was crazy. We just started talking on that higher vibratory level and I'll, talk about our most, most prevalent sightings as well and the conditions that led up to that too. But it has a lot to do with just like conversation, like literally, like I'd, I would not be surprised if I saw a craft like right out that window because we're on this vibrational wavelength, this frequency right now talking about this. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really big part of that. But the app does have the tones can totally uh, just get onto there and turn them on. The tones uh, were essentially um, recorded at a uh, CE5 event that Dr. Greer had re- recorded. Whether this was visually seen or they were recorded or something was translucent or not being actually visible, these recordings are here, right? These recordings help to vector in the actual C5. Yeah, so it's essentially like vectors in where we are and that gives them a little pinpoint in terms of where these tones are coming from.
0: There's three things that I like to do and that's get into a deep personal attunement and whatever works for you. And sometimes it's prayer, sometimes it's chanting or a mantra, something like that that brings you into a state of just deep within yourself. And then the second thing to do is intentional focus. The present moment, which sometimes can be hard for me because I might be making my grocery list or something like that. You don't wanna be doing that. (laughs) You want to not think about work tomorrow. You don't wanna think about what happened yesterday. You really wanna offer the present moment. And then the third thing I think is not harboring any negativity or anger or (laughs) anything, hatred or just any judgment, as best as you can do. And I think those are the three things basically that we do. Those are all great things
1: to keep in mind for sure. Hundred percent. You can play those. They're very. They will prime. They will. For a moment. They will prime you for uh, successful. CE5, which is always a, a successful CE5. Getting together and raising vibration is the absolute goal. Anything else is just an extra experience. These are the the crop circle tones from the CE5 app here. Okay. Very meditative tones as well. Some I've done meditations whenever it was just these tones, actually. there's like an automatic, what's it called, like a repeat on this. This is only about three minutes long for these tones. But you put it on repeat, and I've done yeah, 30 minutes or something just at home with these tones. Sometimes to prep me before C5 too. On here too, I like to think of the tones as a sort of cosmic bird call, somewhat like a somewhat like an airport beacon or a sonic lighthouse signaling the fieldwork team's lo- location. A cosmic beaconing, cosmic beacon is what the times. are. field that we can create. A lot, I've seen people get into like half-horseshoes formations, which is cool. It's just that you're missing one of the components of the flow of energy that's happening. So we get into a circle, right? Usually into a circle where we can touch each other's hand. There is times in the meditation where you are to hold hands. If it's too cold, we just skip that part because everyone has their hands in their damn pockets, which is great. It's too cold. But as far as it goes, we usually try to do that, it really ups the amperage in, in the energy. And we'll usually get into a level of, or a a way of kind of blessing the area. You want to be able to get a level of protection, spiritual protection, going with the group before you start. As I said before, you can do whatever you need. You don't gotta download the app. <laughs> download the app. Mark Zuckerberg, I'm just You don't gotta download the app, but you, I would get into at least this part of the protocol, which is gonna be the protection. You have to understand that we're going out into the cosmos with an open mind and open hearts. Do that on Central. <laughs> Do that on Central down here and see what comes about. You gotta have a level of protection. And you gotta take this seriously, guys. Yes, it's fun, but we're doing work here. This is very serious work. It's actually probably more serious and more, more important than any work you've ever actually done. If you wanna talk dualistically, right? Because all is one, one is all, the universe is mental, So everything, everything is on the same level of appreciation and cherishment. But in terms of how we can advance the civilization, this work is very important. Take it as important work. We do a puja ceremony. Puja is basically a ceremony and where we can call in positive energy. We basically, we permeate positive energy throughout the group and we create a force field of light and a force field of high vibrational frequency around us. We do that in many ways. Dr. Gur has a puja on the actual application that you can play. You can all have puja. I actually know a Buddhist puja that I do on our outings sometimes whenever it's not cold. And that's how you get into that level of protection, right? After that, we would actually get into, I, I like to get into a little bit of chanting after that. It brings everyone together. We'll do om chanting, om. Oh. And we'll do that for uh, it's a, a significant amount of time. It depends on the, the amount of time that we have whenever you go out of town. We'll talk about those here in a sec. We have more time to actually do that type of stuff, but it depends on how much time that we have and the conditions. Sometimes it's super windy. How man. cold oh, man, it and is. Cold. Yeah. <laughs> super. Maybe it's sometimes windy, uh, maybe it's raining sometimes. There was a time, pretty awesome, remember that time? Remember all those times? Remember all, remember all those times? Yeah. <laughs> there, there was that one time where we did the puja, and basically we created this force field around the actual group. It was raining. It was sprinkling. It was raining or whatnot, and it was insane because the rain went. The rain didn't touch us. It went all around the entire group, so it didn't even touch us. It was dry where we were. Everywhere else was like damp, and it was like a circle. I was like, "Whoa, it's pretty incredible," but but that's but it's not incredible. We we need to get out of that mindset of. This is spooky or this is something that is not attainable by us, by humans. We need to turn that, that, that paradigm, that level of that mental paradigm and say that this is just what we do. I is this microphone. Is that incredible? Is this microphone incredible? Microphone incredible? Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> course, it's incredible. But as far as it goes, not really. And neither are these intuitive abilities and skills. Remote viewing. You just have to understand that you can do it. That's it, and you can do it. You just have to understand that, that it's happening, like these lights, um, that it's doing it. And that's fine, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Um, but just that level of confidence is what you're gonna wanna get into in terms of this is just how it is. I wanna raise my hand, here it is. It's very simple, right? And after the actual puja, we'll do the chanting, and then we'll get into the meditation. Meditation is usually about 20 to 30 minutes long. There's a group meditation on there. I do a guided meditation also whenever we have more time. This is definitely the work of our brothers and sisters. They're making us, they're just agreeing with us right now. This is just confirmation, okay, that we're on the right path. But no, I'll get into meditation, and basically there's a guided one on the app, or, I'll, or I will do one. And then after that, we'll do a little bit of sky watching and some, some conversation, and we will usually wrap it up. That's a usual in-town, local one. Is there anything that you wanted to add about our local protocol or... Oh, I, routine. I, I think you covered most of it. Yep. There was a question about tools. What kind of tools that we use on field tools? We use things like obviously there's like the technical things like the application and a Bluetooth speaker and things of this nature. But there's also going to be vibrationally rise, vibrationally sound. Uh, equipments and uh, tools that we do use as well. We have a tuning fork, I actually brought my tuning fork today for our little meditation that we're going to do later, and people have brought the uh, singing bowl. Singing bowls
0: have been really nice. The really nice. Bowls. If you have a singing
1: bowl, love to bring that over. That really gets the entire group into an incredible level of coherence. There is also, we have a vajra and a bell that I use for the puja. Sometimes I'll bring actually have little bowls and things to make the puja a little bit more real for for us to be able to feel. And so there's a little bit more of like a little presentation that kind of goes on with that whole thing there. But that's pretty much it in terms of that, in, in terms of those things. People do have night vision goggles, I do have a night vision camera as well, which we have caught some anomalous things on. And those can range in price though for, for for sure. There's also going to be electromagnetic frequency meters, magnetometers, that one can bring onto the expedition for any fluctuations in in just magnetic frequency that are happening. There's a, there's actually a really good there's a really good series that's on YouTube. It's called How to C E5. You remember that whenever I was posting that? Yes. Freaking awesome. It was uh, basically, it's a whole series. It's like, it's uh, episode one through 21 or something like 22. And it has, a, it's like a full course, basically, of how to CE5. And it's on a YouTube channel called CE5 Podcast. They don't, I don't think that they post anything like regularly anymore, but all those videos are like still there. So there are... <laughs> There's great questions, like, what to bring on a 5 like, in terms of, like, tool-wise. We do bring, like, a fold-out camping chair. You can, people have brought, like, a cushion or a blanket to sit on whatnot there, too but we usually like fold-out chairs. Reason being is because we live in New Mexico and everything like sticks you in blood. <laughs> and it's dark, so you don't know what's there.
0: And it's nice to bring a flashlight with a red light if possible. Because oh, yes, yes. the red light does not mess up your eyes as much. Wow. Right. It's a bright flashlight. Definitely. And lasers are always great. Joe has lasers and yes. so we can use those and you do tell us to use the points of mm-hmm. southwest, east Yes, so Degrees, so <laughs> that way we can, when somebody says, oh, I've seen something, we have to
1: know where we're looking. It's a big, beautiful, dark sky, and no one can see anything. So if you say, oh my god, what is that? <laughs> and then it's gone. Where, <laughs> which direction, what's going on? Lasers, and also the lingo that we use directions and degree is going to be very useful those are going to be what's going on there but yes C 5 podcast definitely check that out so oh, we use drugs what's going on there or like why should we do things or why should we do that a lot of those a lot of those questions can be answered with that with that series and if you would like me to say that again or send that to you afterwards or whatnot because you wanted to remember to check that out let me know I can totally give that information to you. The out of town C fives. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I well, want your experiences. What? What's the experiences? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the goods. Yeah, the goods. Honestly, is being here today with you. I know, right? <laughs> so Hallmark, right? No, it, Hallmark has a lot of energy, and it really is. Uh, being here with you guys today coming together and contemplating and meditating on a better future for humanity is the absolute goods that is what that is the goal that is what we are here to actually do everything else after that just manages to happen right and but the thing that we can, can control is coming together, having the right intention, right? Creating that, that uh, frequency of love and that protection that we have to go out into the cosmos and uh, really be able to do work. I guess that was another part too in terms of coherent thought sequencing. So whenever we get into meditation, after the actual meditation, we do something called coherent thought sequencing. CTS and basically what that is is basically we are going out into the cosmos through uh, the medium of consciousness so essentially we are actual projecting our our light bodies into the cosmos and we do that in a sequence of thought, that basically leads us out into the cosmos. We are going to practice CTF coherent thought sequencing, today. We'll do a short one. And kind of get you into that level of cosmic consciousness and get you into a level of cosmic consciousness whenever you do that. At that point, you're able to use things like remote viewing. You're able to use things like precognition. You're able to use things like telepathy these abilities that we all have and are not weird (laughs) and we're able to actually vector in beings to actually come into our circle, which is incredible. So we will do that later on too. The out of town CE5s are going to be by far some of the best experiences maybe that we've had. Again, it's all Hallmark, hey best experience is being here in this in the, in this moment and being able to share this information being with like-minded people that's the best experience that one can ever even think of but we have had some really awesome times out out outside of the outside of town and that we've had a, some really big sightings i can you can talk about Carrizozo. Y- yeah, yes i can yeah, that was
0: good
1: do you want to talk about the biggest ones first and then I don't have them in any arrangement. You! Okay. She's great. Daphne, guys, Daphne, Daphne. <laughs> so bas- basically, we've had some incredible sightings. I've, sightings come in all different shapes, forms, sizes, s- sensations, knowingnesses, precognitive thoughts, and understanding, okay? That's the first thing to know about, about encounters. Not all of them are going to be third dimensional right in front of your face, orbs and other things which we have experienced. For the most part, you are going to be experiencing very anomalous events that happen in temporal within a time frame as to which you can back a certain statistic off of, right? What do I mean by that? Essentially, We can't confirm, at at this level of consciousness, we can't confirm or deny anything as for sure or not. Reason being is because the phenomenon is put in such a way that we need to raise our level of collective consciousness to be able to get to those levels of understanding get this all the time Why don't, well joe why don't the extraterrestrial land on the white house lawn like why don't they just land there and then elon musk can come up and just shake hands and they can just go to mars or whatnot and we can all just film it or whatnot like why don't they just tell us that they're here like why isn't that happening why isn't that happening the the, the biggest reason why that's not happening is something called cosmic law there's cosmic law that is happening throughout the cosmos and throughout the the manifested world, manifested reality. And what that entails is, is basically that a higher frequency, a, a higher consciousness uh, civilization cannot directly manipulate a lower level consciousness civilization, right? It's like a do no harm policy And I always bring up, I always bring up like a monk, right? Or like a nun or a monk. Why would they take precepts not to kill, not to steal, not to engage in sexual misconduct, not to engage in wrong speech? Like we all can engage in those things whenever we would like, but why would they do that? Like what what makes them, what makes that the priority? And the priority is because they understand levels of consciousness and they understand their do-no-harm policy is expanding and raising and elevating the collective consciousness of all living beings, okay? And to do those things with intention, with intention, with malintention is actually detracting from that and you're not growing, you're not expanding. A, a, A monk wouldn't kill a fly, right? A monk would basically capture a fly and let it go outside. same thing whenever it comes to these higher dimensionals here. We are all connected. No one is more significant than the other. And if you understand why they're here, if you understand the nuclear explosions and the test sites that had, that kind of got their modern day got their interest in modern-day humanity, what were those doing? Those were actually ripping through space-time and creating effects in different dimensions, right? The ability for them to actually manifest is, is, is so unbelievably um, profound <laughs> that it would literally change your life for the better or for the worst in a freaking instance. If an extraterrestrial was literally right here, hey guys, Mm -hmm. I'm an extraterrestrial, you'd be like, dude, what? You would either go north, super north, or you'd go really south. Most of our population right now we are working. Most of our population right now would go severely south to be honest with you where we are working to make the to make it we're working to raise the level of our global collective consciousness so that it doesn't go south. But for the most part it would be absolutely detrimental to our civilization and it would be an absolute manipulation of our psychological being if that actually happened. And that is why they don't want to land on the White House one. We have to reach out we have to reach out and through ce5 we can do that out of town is a lot better (laughs) i'm trying to come back to it (laughs) so out of town is a lot better because we are away from our frequency we are away from the mass people public as well And the one percent, right, of our civilization is in one place to where is far enough to where they to where manipulation is a lower level of effect on the civilization, right? So going out of town is awesome. Whenever we do that, we have a lot more time to just be able to hang out and for our minds to be a lot more just at peace. Whenever we do things here in town, it's cool, but we're going to be leaving after this hour. And so we're gonna be getting back in our cars, we're gonna be going back to our homes, stuff like that. Whenever we're out for a day, two days, three days, you really have the sense of, I'm just here. I'm here, I'm here for whatever. I'm here to experience whatever comes my way. And I don't need to worry about the, the world for a while. For whatever reason, that is potent as hell and they catch on to that and that childlike play comes up more and you're really there with a lot of people engaging in that so we have done one we have actually we've done two at a ranch in carrizozo there was one that we did in roswell for all you roswell Heaps. and there was another one that I, there was another sighting that I had really early on, right after the, the Greer lecture that I went to. The most profound one was definitely going to be the Carrizozo sighting. We had about nine people out there at a ranch in Carrizozo, and basically we were going towards, we were doing all of the, the protocols, doing all of the meditation, stuff like that. And afterwards, because we just just started hanging out. We just started talking on that high vibrational frequency. This is also, this is a really incredibly accepting group to be in. If you've had experiences, if you have had dreams even, if you've had any understandings or knowingness of how the world's going or whatnot, this, even paranormal stuff, even like ghost types of things that you would... (laughs) And nobody wants to hear about especially not your like mother in law or something like that. They hear about it. We do. We love those experiences. Why? Because we understand that it's all connected. We understand the data points that are woven within the experience that you had and how inc- wonderful and incredible and actually very favored that experience is. That's a whole different physiology right there than someone who's Uh, It's working at Sears, I don't know. It's just a really open place. So we're there, talking and everything, and lo and behold, one of my friends, good old Mark, he was like totally, what the And we were like, what? We all looked up, all nine of us looked up, there's this orb, and it's coming across the sky. Thing about it is that it was a rather cloudy day. See, fibers don't like clouds, can't see stars, right? But that doesn't matter because the work will present itself in, way, in, in the way, in the most profound way and if you're going to see something, you will see, you will, you are going to see something, you're going to see it. You're going to see it for sure. And, and this was actually more of a confirmation that what we were seeing was actually something that we were connecting to and that was anomalous, that we actually had contact this orb was coming was going across the sky it was going straight across the sky but the thing about it it was going underneath the clouds (laughs) it was traveling underneath of the clouds as as a research group we're a meditation group but we're a research group too we have to collect data i'm actually compiling a a database with all of our uh, CE5 outings and stuff, uh, all of the notes that we've compiled and everything. I'm putting that all together right now, actually over, I don't know how many years. And basically we need to descend, like disseminate things. What is, what's a satellite? Are there there satellites out right now? Is there a meteor shower going on? Is Elon Musk up there? Is that, is it a plane? Is it a balloon? All those things need to go through your mind before you say, that is an anomalous object. And the other thing too is gonna be your actual feeling in terms of what you're feeling in that moment. If you're feeling that you are connected to this object, then that is gonna be another confirmation as well that what you're seeing is authentic, essentially. So we all nine of us were all connected to this object and it's traveling under the, the clouds. And at the last moment it banks to the right. My it's left. And uh, it just phases out completely. And we were like, oh man, we just saw it, you see that, oh I just, we all just went crazy about it, which is not the thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> we need to become We need to be calm. Again, this is not anything out of the norm. This is a individual in a vehicle. (laughs) Have you ever seen an individual in a vehicle? We're good, but anyways, (laughs) we need to take it like that. We need to take it like that. Hey, just wave. Oh, wave wave at your friend in the car who's just passing by this is where we're headed. this is where we're going this is the analogies and the this is the paradigm that we need to put ourselves into it's not going to happen overnight and you're going to be very surprised about of, to what happened It'll, it will be a second or third thought that's fine the more that we can move that to the first thought the better that will be as a civilization because they can pick up on that they can pick up on the spike in your level of, I don't know, as they can pick up on stress, they can pick up on um, excitement, they can pick up on all of that. And so the more, the better level of equanimity, the more equanimous that one can be whenever we're out, the more that we're going to be able to receive and the more that they will be able to give us. And so that's a really big point to make right there. Same type of thing happened in, in, in Roswell as well. A really big orb, a red orb, super low altitude, flew over our circle. We had about four people at that point. And it was the same thing. So there's a, there's a pattern going on here. We get into meditation. After the meditation, we start talking. <laughs> we start talking, someone says, what, what is that? <laughs> and then there's something, right? That, 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 that doesn't happen all the time. There has, there, like I had mentioned, there was one time that we just were there. We just started talking on a real high level and we started seeing things. That was in the East mountains whenever we went out for that expedition. And that was really incredible too. We actually had someone who got a video of an actual orbs in the woods. Wow. Yeah. yeah did you see
0: that too, Daphne? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm oh, there. tell us about it. I, d- I didn't see Thanks the orb. Sure. I saw the video. Oh, okay. So okay. I actually did see a light over in the forest. Wow. I did notice that, but I wasn't following it because we were doing other things. Cool. But afterwards, someone came up to us. We were in Harris and someone from Madrid was there. And she was, she had video of <laughs> the orb, which was really amazing because an orb is To to my understanding, a light being, it could be a craft as well, it's a craft.
1: Yeah, Yeah, um, it could materialize into a craft as as big as a football field. That's just the level of consciousness that we can absorb while then still being in line with cosmic law, right? And that was incredible. For the most part, there are very other, other very anomalous things that have happened. remember the, the deer? Oh, I love that. We're, we were all
0: in a deep meditation, and that was at the end of Indian School Road up in the foothills. And it was just really quiet, and it was a long meditation. And we all felt very calm. And when we finally opened our eyes, we had a whole herd of deer right next to us. Oh. And the spirit animal for that meaning is intuition, joy, peace, gentleness. So that was that was a sighting.
1: <laughs> so that, yeah, that's, that's that can be considered as a sighting, however odd that sounds. Is a deer <laughs> next treasure not particularly but in this way of a sequence of events here. One can put together that was promoted by us in a way that they can confirm.
0: Being so close to us, Mm -hmm. because we were a good group. I don't know how many we had that night, but it was a good group of people in there. They all were right next to us, which is in the dark, which is really nice.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all of it. Whenever it comes to the CE5, the experience and everything, you can ask them um, telepathically.
0: You can ask them to, if you're unsure and you mm-hmm. see something in the sky. And I did that in Zozo and I saw something in the sky, in between the clouds, and and I asked telepathically if you would you show yourself to me. And all of a sudden it moved like that, and I jumped and I made a little bit of a noise, and he didn't like that. It was. It was <laughs> But like I, I was the only one who saw it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I was surprised. It really surprised me when that happens. And it does happen.
1: A lot of people fall out of their seats, for sure. <laughs> um, that that so does you happen. Too.
0: Stay, you want to stay in a much calmer demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it is tough, though, for sure. And uh, I to talk about the blue beings. Go ahead. One to. Uh, no,
0: the blue ones over at the mountain of Manal.
1: No, like <laughs> with, with. No, go ahead. Cat- not, not kathleen with colleen out
0: of carazzo,
1: out of carazzo. yeah
0: you, i said you guys <laughs>
1: about that last little story of a not story last interaction that i can share for now for just for time reasons there's more if you wanted to know we can talk off the off stage but we we had done another five overnight in carazzo we were in Carozzo. This is two, Carazozo 2.0. This is just last year. We were out there, did everything, got into meditation, all this. Did the coherent thought sequencing. Went out into the stars, and once we were out in the cosmos, I told everyone to open up your intuitive abilities and see who sense no feel, who's around, and have them come back with you. And so we have this incredible individual who was there with us shaman background and she basically had she had three beings from this blue galaxy come back with her and she said that that they were actually there that she could actually see an outline of them whenever she got back and they told her that they can be there but they can't be there for very long. The reason being is, was because, and I actually had felt them too. I didn't know, what I, didn't know what, I, what I was experiencing, but I was feeling something. I was feeling like there were people watching me. And, she's, and be, before she even, because this is the thing, before she even said anything to me, oh, I, I saw this, and I, this was my experience. She was really quiet about it at first. She didn't want to give it away because she wanted confirmation from me before telling me what was going on. So she asked me, she's like, "Hey Joe, do you feel anything?" And I was like, and I was like, "Oh, I feel like something here on my shoulders or whatnot, like pressure or whatnot." And she was like, she was like, "Yeah, can you describe it?" And I was like, "It feels like someone's watching me or something, like that that feeling that that you get whenever you feel like someone's watching you, you have pressure and a little tingling sensation." And uh, I was like, "Yeah," and she's, "Yeah, there's three beings that came back with us." on our protocol. And I was like, wow, no way. And she was like, I'm in contact with them right now, through telepathically. I was like, wow, okay. And they're saying that they're they're here right now, but they, and they're saying that they're here right now. They appreciate what we're doing, but they can't stay because it's painful for them to be here. Uh, We can empathize, for sure. But the thing about it was, and you can probably probably understand this too, was that they had to lower their frequency, they had to lower their vibration low enough to where they can literally just be here in a way that was detectable through telepathy. (laughs) <laughs> and through a phased dimensionally phased corporeal body that she only saw like outlines of but had the understanding and knowingness of their blue luminous bodies by nature and they yeah they essentially i mean that's the other that's the other thing too is that we really want to be able to have these experiences but have it in a way that is safe for not only us but for them as well because it is a lot coming here. There are, there is installations on military bases and things like things of this nature that have something called scalar weapons that can actually detect neutrino, light scatter. Neutrino, as far as neutrinos go, they're one of the smallest. I think they're the, that, they're literally what makes atoms. And whenever a sh- whenever a ship comes into our area, orbit, whatnot, or even just pops in and out of existence as well. They don't gotta just come, like, beeline it in. Mm-hmm. They can literally just come into our actual existence. There's a light scatter, like a signature, that kinda happens within the electromagnetic frequency, that's detected. It can be detected by these weapons. And once it is detected, it can be actually targeted and hit with a scalar weapon that's a multitude, like millions of times the speed of light light moves in a wave function. Light moves in a wave function. That's another show. That's another show. <laughs> yeah. And this moves in point to point. A lot of that stake for them, but that was another experience. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. We're getting close to ending time, so do you want to play your, want to explain what we're going to Yes, Yeah, sure. Yeah, La- sure.
1: Last, lastly, before I, ex- before I say that too, just really quick, I'm not going to be able to read the thing. But we do have, I am involved in a zero point energy group that is currently actively searching out a zero point energy device and build at this current moment. We have had some perspective things come our way, really exciting and interesting area to be in to, um, to have this unfurling within our group. But I do manage the consciousness and meditation group team of the zero point energy group and so if anyone wanted to wanted any information on that how to get involved in bringing zero point energy to our civilization if you don't know what that is check out dr greer's documentary the lost century that just came out incredible documentary on that and it's a really an incredible way to create free energy for us and a huge abundance in peace and being and the ability for us to again rise in consciousness and not be so controlled and pinned down by the system.
0: Thanks for watching. Check out our upcoming in-person and live stream events at abqufos.com. We are launching an awesome magazine in February. Visit saucerspin.com to find out more. Thanks again, and keep watching the skies.